Happy launch week to us. 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 I paid top dollar for someone to sing that for us, and it cost a pretty penny. I think it was worth it. I'm so excited that you are a part of Launch Week with me. I'm thrilled, and I'm so thrilled that I want to celebrate with you by giving you something special. I have 30% off of every single coaching package that I offer. 30% off, you need a coupon code for that. Happy Launch Week. It's all capital. It's all one word, and it is for the first 10 people who use it. First come, first serve. Happy launch week, and this is available only this week, Monday through Friday. Hi, I'm Caroline Music, and I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed, and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made, and you are who you are and how you are for a reason. My hope for you is that you will adore being you. Build a life you love, soak up as many moments as you can, and enjoy the heck out of life. Welcome to the Make It Joy podcast. Hello and welcome to the Make It Joy show. This is the official launch week, day four. Thank you for being with us. And if I already know you, thank you for coming back. I'm so glad to spend some time with you. And if we are new to one another, I want to welcome you and say hello and um, I just let you know how glad I am that you're here. Uh, I'm Caroline Busick. I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I work with women, and I help women find more joy in their life. I help women find purpose and passion, and overall just feel really proud of the life that they are living and how they are living it. Because as far as we know, we've only got one, right? So let's make the most of it. Make sure you're making the most of your life. So, okay, this is, I thought today's episode was, I thought it was very relaxing. I had my tea with me as I was preparing to talk with Haley Forster of Simple Joy. What a great name. Simple Joy. Nice. And she is a declutter coach. That's something I am very interested in at the moment. I have found that the, I feel like there's just stuff. And, you know, I think part of that's um, two young kids, but I think that just comes with living with you and with living with anyone more than you, a husband or a partner. Uh, It's, (laughs) there's just stuff just tends to accumulate. And when I don't feel tidy. I feel feel antsy pantsy. And so Haley and I talk about that and she has, um, she has an interesting story that we don't go into much on this show. You can hear it on, on her show. She goes into great detail about it. She has her own podcast, uh, the simple joy podcast. And, um, she, I know that decluttering for her was from a, like a, a mental, uh, just feeling well, uh, on the inside. And it, um, 
when she began to declutter her home, she felt more peaceful and she felt like she had more, more space and time and freedom. And, um, and I really, I think that we can, I'm sure most of us can identify with that. And, um, and again, guess what? She's super relatable and super accessible. That's the theme that I have with all of my guests and myself. She is a, a mother of children and animals. I forgot there are three of them, I think, roaming around there. And she's, she lives in her home and she just makes it organized and she has systems and she she doesn't really have stuff that isn't adding to their life. And I, I just really enjoyed talking to her. She has so much um, information to share in this episode. And I mean, she was only just scratching the surface, but she gives us, I feel like this is full of um, a good bit of advice to get you started. And uh, let's see, three words I would use to describe this episode. Relaxing, motivational, and hyphenated. Lots of tips. All right. So I, you can do this one on the go, but I, I really, if you're able to just sit back and enjoy this one, get you some tea, um, get still and just enjoy some time with us. Okay. This is me with Haley Forrester, Simple Joy. Haley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, I mentioned to you just before we started recording that I, so to find each of my guests, you know, I like to have people that I think are going to be um, interesting and bring value to you, the listener. And I want, um, I want people that we're all going to really like. And so when I was looking for people online, I knew I wanted to have someone in the decluttering, minimalism, um, peaceful home, peaceful life space. And I had such a good time looking. And when I found you, Haley, I just, I immediately, when I found your website, I immediately felt like a gentleness and an openness. And one thing I liked about you so much is you're so accessible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that I've been doing for a little while now. And I just try to be so open with with my audience about um, decluttering and minimalism and how it can help you in your daily life. And I think if I'm not open and honest about it, then I don't think many people are talking about it other than myself, because a lot of decluttering people focus on the aesthetic side of it, don't they? It's very much about what the home looks like rather than what it feels like. And I think um, I try as much as possible to to be as open and honest about the feelings, the mental health related to it. And and I'm pleased that that's shown on my website and my social media as well. It's always good to hear. It, do, it does, for sure. It comes across, came across uh, loud and clear in a soft and quiet way to <laughs> me. And you know, one thing I... That I thought was really interesting about you is, um, well, I think minimalism is, I think it's a little bit scary because when you think of the idea, you suddenly think of, I have to have a stark white home and I have to give away everything I own and I need one plant and everything has to be wooden with a cushion. (laughs) And you call yourself a lazy minimalist, right? Yes. Yeah, I do. And I I do that completely on purpose as well, because I think when I first got into this space it was um 
I suppose, as you described it, a bit intimidating, really, because I was reading blogs, I was reading books, um, and they were very much talking about trying to get as rid as much rid rid as much of your possessions as possible, and try. And there was a lot of um, I, I forget what the names were, but a lot of challenges trying to get down to like fifty items or a hundred items of what you were owning. And that just didn't really gel with me because it wasn't really why I was doing it. I wasn't doing it as a competition to try and see how little I could live with. It was more about making my home feel more comfortable and um, more serene, I suppose, because I was coming home and I had a lot of uh, clutter problems over the years and it would cause a lot of anxiety for me. Um, and the reason why I call myself a lazy minimalist is because I don't necessarily go that whole hog. The, way, the, the reason why I have a clutter-free um, home and a clutter-free life is because I want to have more free time and more white space to to do with what uh, that time, whatever I want to do with it. And it's about choosing what I want to do rather than um, being, I suppose, forced in a direction of I've got to do this because my bedroom is a mess or I've got to do this because I've got all of this uh, commitment stacked up in my calendar and I'm running from one thing to the next. It was about creating very much white space so I could, if I wanted to have a lie down and, and just relax, then I could and I wouldn't feel guilty about it. So it was about reducing the clutter in my life that was distracting distracting me rather than trying to get down to a certain level um, and I think that's where I kind of took a little bit of a detour and it came into the minimalism world and yeah there's there's people out there who practice minimalism very much like me um, but I didn't really hear the people like me speaking out as much it was very much uh, focused on the on the extreme sides of minimalism and I think um, that can be very daunting particularly when you're in a, a very cluttered part area of your life a time of your life that is cluttered whether that be a home whether that be your lifestyle and your your commitments and your to-dos and things like that if you're on that far end looking you've got no idea how you get to to that extreme version and you might not necessarily want that whereas for me it's about moving closer to something that makes you feel happier makes you feel more calm and contented in your space and in your your own skin really and so everything with you it, it seems is very much like led from the inside led from the soul and from what feels good to your to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, and just having this. Um, and when you say white space, would we call it like freedom in your physical area and freedom in your like in your uh, in your mind? Is that maybe a way to describe it? Yeah, definitely. Because what I say is that I teach people how to declutter their homes and their lives to create more space more time more energy and freedom and when I say more white space for me that is very much in all of those areas so it's more space in my home it's more so I don't feel I don't feel as constricted I don't feel as though I'm 
looking at clutter all the time. I just feel more relaxed, um, more time. So I'm not running from one thing to the next. I'm not fighting fires. I'm able to to just go along at a nice, gentle pace and slow down and and relax and be calm when I want to. And then more energy as well. So that's very much about like back when I had problems with clutter, I was just so drained of energy constantly. Um, and it would be a case of where I had to try and be selective of, of what I could do in a day because there was so much to do and I didn't have enough energy to do all of it. So I would always feel like I was behind. Um, whereas when I say white space of energy, it's about having that freedom of choice and being able to go, yeah, I'm going to choose to do this with my time and my energy today because I can and because I want to. And ultimately, it all ends up to that that freedom. Because um, I think the, the biggest thing for me is that being a human in in the 2020s is pretty damn difficult. It's it's busy. You're always told to to do more, to own more, to be more. And I think that is quite damaging for you as you, especially as you go from being a child into an adult and you're finding yourself and you're learning about who you want to be as a person and and you start your own family, you're starting off into your career and everything like that. Um, I think that can be quite worrisome in in the fact that you're always striving for more. You're never content with what you've got. And I was definitely in that zone when I started um, kind of my adulthood life, I suppose, is that I was very career focused and there's nothing wrong with that. I was I was a very proud career woman. Um but I was always wanting something more. I was wanting to get to the next level. I was wanting the next pay rise. I was wanting the next promotion. Um, and it was always about having more. And it's an interesting thing, the like this compulsion we have for more and, uh, you know, the next thing. I feel like it's just human nature, I think, to actually want both. We are driven and I think we're also taught to want more and to acquire the next thing and to achieve the next thing. And I think we're we're magnetized toward that. But also, I also feel like the same um, people who are drawn to that, which is me and everyone, we're also really drawn to this uh, serenity in the quiet space and the contentment. And it's it's an interesting thing. I feel like, like our souls are kind of made for both. And the uh, almost like the danger part of wanting more and wanting to achieve is when it becomes uh, like what you were saving, what you were saying, where it's more about comparison or keeping up with others, or it's uh, almost to live in the future rather than living in your moment. And the like, the positive side of that is when we when we are able to just be still and maybe just sit in our space with less or live in a career that we enjoy and we appreciate from the inside. And it's not about what's next. It's about what's now. I feel like that's, um, that's just something that uh, it, neither of those concepts really feels foreign to me, the wanting more or just the being really satisfied with less. 
you know yeah definitely and i think it's about having the the best balance of both of them um because i would say that myself and the people that i've worked with in the past have been either a hundred percent or 80 90 percent on that wanting more wanting to be better not happy with where they're at and i think mm-hmm. Having a having some of that is fine, like you say. Like we're all driven, we're all we're all wanting to to be. But I mean, I'm a big fan of personal development, and I'm all like I've I want my own businesses. Like I'm always having goals and plans of what I'd like to do in the future. But the difference I think is is that you're able to spend more time on that serenity and being in the moment and appreciation and gratitude and knowing that actually I can have all these goals and these plans and these dreams of having more. There's nothing wrong with that as long as I've got a healthy proportion of this other side as well where actually um, I realise how um, lucky I am and how much I've got in my life already and I'm really content with what I've got. And and if if I stayed the way I am right now, actually I'm a really... I'm really comfortable with that and I'm happy with that and and I'm grateful for that. And I think it's about not getting stuck in one or the other. If you're stuck in one of them too much, you can have quite a negative effect. So I think it's having a nice balance of the two and being able to understand that just because you're a minimalist, you don't have to strive for more. You can, certainly. And it's also the opposite where just because you strive for more that you don't want these periods of calm and relaxation where actually you just stand still for a bit and you just enjoy where you are. And you might go, okay, like for the next six months, I'm just going to sit back a little bit and and just see what happens and, and not be – because that's where you can get into the problems of burnout. And I'd certainly reached that point of I was too much on that side of more, 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 that it it was just my way of living rather than it being um, something I would dip into and, and, and have in the back of my mind. It was very much in the forefront and it was it was driving me to the point where it was just exhausting me. I feel like that, um, you know, I got together with some friends, some girlfriends not long ago who uh, most were mothers, actually. And we were just talking about how life is great and there's so many good things and we're so happy with this and this. But there's this it's like a monkey on your back. There's this constant nag of, like you said, you always feel behind in your home. And um, that's I actually even wrote a blog about this. I did a little um and I think I'll do this in the future too, just a little segment about, um, you know, these are some of the joys I have in the last season. And these are some of the not joys or the things that have stolen my joy. And one of the big things was the constantly messy home. And I have two um, sweet babies. One is five and one is one and a half. And it's amazing. I feel like as soon as I clean something, I mean, I, I swear within an hour I look and it's like, it's multiplied. It's just just an explosion. And uh, something I've really, um, I've really liked that you've said is you're really drawn to this, like decluttering as a way of finding quiet. And I, that really resonated with me with the clutter and all of the, um, just the stuff and the little messes it just feels very noisy 
to me. And that noisiness gives me uh, just a feeling of unrest and unease. And this idea of like decluttering your home and decluttering your life, which I want to talk about in a minute, but this like finding this white space, this freedom where you can have more soul, more stillness, more choice. Um, it brings just a quietness. And I'm curious what you think of, of like the quiet and the serenity, which that's a word that's come up a lot in our conversation already, this serenity inside of you mm. versus this noise, which I think is um, like anxiety inducing and um, just gives you this feeling of un- unrest. So what do you think of all of that? Yeah, I think, well, that is probably the the part of it I didn't necessarily think about when I first started decluttering because I started decluttering because I was I was a hoarder um and it wasn't like nothing like what you see on extreme hoarders on the tv shows or anything like that but I had a lot of possessions and my intention when I started out was that I just wanted a home but my home better to manage um I didn't want to be constantly looking for things and moving piles from one thing to the next and I had young children and I just didn't want them to be crawling around on the floor and pulling things out and so for me the 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 start of the journey as is a lot of the people I work with as well it's just that I just want my home to be a bit more comfortable Um, I want to be able to manage it better I don't want to spend my time off work constantly trying to sort out my home Um, but actually the benefits you get from that are completely unexpected. Like this white space I talk about, because I don't think you necessarily realise. I mean, as women, we we do when you get with your friends and you're always saying, God, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And we'll always talk about how busy we are, but I don't think we necessarily understand how that can impact us. Because once my home was easier to manage, and I was talking to a client about this last last week, actually, because she said, Haley, you never guess what I've been doing this week. And she's like, I've got, I've managed to get things off my to-do list that have been on my to-do list for years. She's I've also, I've got another business idea. I'm thinking about doing this because as soon as you start to create that space in your home and that space in your life, in your calendar, you get a lot of this peace and quiet and I really struggled with that at first like I would remember years ago sitting on my sofa and I felt a bit lost because I was like oh god well what am I what do I do like I've got nothing to do like I literally don't have anything (laughs) like my my house is sorted like I don't need to do anything there like I don't need to do any washing uh don't need to do this xyz and I didn't have anything on I was like well what what do I do and I felt a bit lost because I'd spent years and years and years constantly having a list as long as my arm and I would always have something to do um and it got to the point where actually I just felt so calm and relaxed and having that space and like that time where I could choose what I wanted to do. So I started to just do things that I wanted to do. I wanted to um, start a business, so which is why ultimately I kind of ended up where I am now. But I wanted to do that. I wanted to try and get my health under wraps and, and try to get that sorted and get my fitness levels up. And 
like all of these things that I've been wanting to do for years, I was able to then do it. And that for me is the biggest thing because you go from just wanting your home to be calmer to actually being able to do whatever you want with your time and with your life. And I think that is so incredibly powerful. It's like you're you're creating a new um, identity for yourself in a way. You can start to find yourself again rather than being a mother and a homemaker and those two you don't necessarily connect the two when you first start out. Now, I, I mean, hearing you say all of that, I, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sitting here talking to you, and I'm looking at um, we're I'm in our den, and I'm looking at all of the baby toys here, and I just I, n- having heard you say that, I'm looking at three minutes, thirty seconds, ten mm-hmm. seconds, four minutes, <laughs> and I I've never really thought of stuff as time mm-hmm. but it really is i mean when you when you get some things out of your home uh suddenly it's just so interesting that you sat there and you're like wow i have nothing to do everything is taken care of i which you know i have heard you say <laughs> i've heard you say that it you've gotten your home to a place now where you i mean your home it sounds like it's lived in you've got a real family and you're doing real life stuff you have um things that that bring life into your your home and your space, but you can clean your space in five to 10 minutes. And that sounds like, it sounds pretend for one thing, no way, are you serious? And um, how do I have it? I wish. So is that is that really true? Yeah, you really yeah. clean your space in five to 10 minutes. Oh God, it's, it's, it is amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. There are periods of time, like at the moment, we're a little bit messy because there's been a lot of stuff going on with the end of school and trying to this, um, my eldest daughter, she's leaving primary education. Um, so there's been lots of parties, lots of going on. So we've had a very busy like month or so in the house. So I'll probably like this weekend, I'll have a little bit of a sort out. But generally, day to day, I always say that, like, my house is not something you would expect on the cover of a magazine. It's not pristine. It's not a show house. It's a lived-in house. I've got two young girls. One's 11, one's nine. They're not the tidiest of things either. (laughs) Um, And I've got three pets who are quite messy. Um, And we've we've got a full house. We're busy. We're always, like, going out to do activities, lots of memory making. Um, I'm not in my house constantly tidying up because that's definitely not what I want to do. So we don't. Um, But what we've managed to do is create a house that's much easier to manage. So when we do those things like you do with your children, when you're crafting and when you're baking and um, going out and playing in the garden with the kids and everything, like, yes, there's a mess. My, my my daughter, my eldest daughter in particular, she loves bacon, but she makes a blooming mess when she does it. Like there's flour everywhere and there's, she's got like 10 times the amount of ingredients out than she actually needs and like just normal kid things. But back a few years ago, if that was the case, it probably would have caused chaos in my kitchen because it was just already a chaos anyway. So adding to it just Im- imploded it. Um Whereas now it's a case of, yeah, let's get the stuff out, let's bake. It's no big deal because everything that we own has got a space, it's got a home and we know where that home is. So we can easily just 
tidy up straight away. So at the end of the day, when the kids go up to bed, it's just a case of having a little whip around five, ten minutes, put things back in their place and then start the day again. And it's I think that's the biggest thing for me is that finding a place for everything. Uh, create homes for places and make sure that it's not just you and your husband that knows about it it's uh you your, your partner your children anyone who's going to use that item knows where to put things back and it's just a case of getting into those little habits and that's why it takes such a, a, a quite a lot less time to to keep on top of my housework these days because I mean, it's not because I don't do anything in the house. Um, it's because it, it, we've got systems and habits and locations and homes for things. So it makes it just so much uh, more streamlined and more efficient in effect, really. And uh, can you give us uh, a couple more tips to get our home in order? Um, and uh, Kind of an entry-level tips for our listeners. Yeah, sure. So I would say... The the first thing I would I would say to people is not to get overwhelmed by it. I think that's the easiest thing to do is that when you think, right, I'm gonna to start decluttering, sometimes that just that single thought can make you pause because you're like, oh actually, well, where on earth do I start? I've got too much. If I start here, it's gonna make impact this room and that room, and then it's just gonna all become a mess. And I just don't I know I'm not gonna bother. And actually, just even thinking about starting can just stop you from doing it. Um, so I would just reframe it and just very much think about that. You're just going to start sorting through some of your possessions and just making things a little bit easier for yourself and focus on the positives of it and not necessarily, because when you hear the word declutter, I mean, I don't, I mean, I love the word declutter, but prior to decluttering the thought of decluttering actually was quite terrifying um so just reframe it in a different way and just think right I'm going to sort my home out think of all the benefits that can come from it even just grab a little journal and just have a little uh doodle about and just say right if I didn't have as much to do in my home and my life what could I do with it um what could I focus on what would I do with that white space that we've talked about and just use that as a little bit of a motivator to to get you going first off um and I would also say as well is don't don't dive in to the big stuff um don't dive straight into your garage and start sorting out the boxes that you've not looked at for 10 years. Uh, don't start going through your baby clothes of, of your youngest child. Don't start going through um, old sentimental photos. Leave all those things to, to later on in the process. Because I always say decluttering is like building a muscle. You need to just start gently go easy at first do five ten minutes here or there it's like if I decided one day I was wanting to get fit I wouldn't go outside and start to run a marathon um I would god I, I, sometimes I struggle running even just down the street so um, I definitely wouldn't do that it's it's exactly the same principle just start off small start off easy so usually what I say is before you get started grab your uh, phone, take a before picture, um, because I think that really kind of takes you out of the situation sometimes because you you see things every day. You're walking around your house and you become 
um, sometimes blind to what it can actually look like. Um, so I always recommend that you take a before picture um, prior to you doing anything. So if you're deciding, right, I'm going to do um, my sock draw first, I'm going to take a picture of my sock draw. Um, and then all in its disarray, the socks hanging out everywhere. You've got about 500 pairs of socks for, for just no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and then as you start going through and decluttering, um, what I want you to just think about is not necessarily about what you're you're getting rid of but just focus on the time of it so just say right I'm going to set a timer on my phone and I'm going to do 10 minutes set a timer on and then just if you gamify it and say right, I'm going to see what I can get rid of in 10 minutes um, and it's a little bit easier with things like socks or perhaps your medicine cabinet or um try to think where else sometimes like the things in your car for example if you say I'm going to clear out the back of my uh, the where the kids seat, sit in the car like those places are much easier to start off with because they're more transactional there's not many things in those locations that would be sentimental um, so set yourself a timer gamify it and just say right I'm going to see how much I can get rid of um, in 10 minutes and you'd be surprised how you how much you can get done in that time I mean some jobs you will be done you'll be finished in that 10 minutes and then take an after picture um, I've got a client that I'm working with at the moment and she just sent me some uh, before and after pictures uh, a couple of hours ago and they look amazing and you'll see the difference if on, on your phone and you can swipe left right to look at the difference between them that is as big a motivator as anything um, because you'll just say look I've just spent 10-15 minutes and look at the impact I've had on it um, one lady that I worked with I mean she said it in a lovely way she was just like this for me isn't housework or a chore for me this is my time for self-care um, and I thought that was a really lovely way to think about it because that's exactly what you're doing. You're, you're doing it in the end for you to be gentler to yourself and to be kinder to yourself and your family. And and what more would you want to do with your time really um, than, than to try and work towards that goal? That's great. I've, I um, like that visual of it just being a self-care exercise. Mm. And I've really enjoyed the the gamifying it is amazing what you can do in 10 minutes if you just set your timer and cut on some music or a podcast you can accomplish quite a lot um i i have a very specific question i'm going to pretend like it's for everyone else but it's really for me um, laundry i feel like laundry is our number one uh, it's it's in the top three at least we're just covered up in laundry all the time and we can't get ahead of it do you have any laundry tips yeah, sure. So yeah, laundry's a yeah, it's a it's a pain. It's something that I struggled with as well. Um, but what I would recommend with laundry is kind of habit stacking. Um, so what I mean by that is to get yourself into a little routine where you're doing the laundry alongside other things that you would already be doing. So I'll give you an example wake up in the morning and you, um, you'll get ready, you'll, you'll brush your teeth. And then you can say that as soon as I finish brushing my teeth, I'm going to grab um, a collection of dirty laundry. Um, so that's your little routine. No matter how big or small it is, you're going to grab um, some, some laundry. You're going to grab all the whites to wash. 
and then you'll go and then you'll put them immediately in the in the washing machine and then you can say right and day goes on as normal and then perhaps you, at lunchtime straight after you've had your lunch or perhaps you're cooking something for your lunch so during that period of your cooking you're going to get the things out the laundry and you're going to put whatever you need to in the tumble dryer or whatever if you or on the washing line if um if you have a washing line and then at the end of the day perhaps again when you're cooking your tea or uh, perhaps your partner washes the children in the bath you can use that time to then do the other side of it so take that out fold it do the ironing whatever you need to do put it back in the cupboard like i'm a <laughs> I'm, I'm a one of those uh people out there that do not iron i don't like ironing so i literally just take things out of the tumble dryer or the line and i put them fold them up and put them in the cupboard straight away um, and that just takes a step out for me but if you're habit stacking and you're doing it, like the things that we do every day, I think about we get changed every day. We brush our teeth, we brush our hair, we might have a morning coffee, um, we might be making the kids pack lunches. Like try and attach um, an act, a laundry activity to one of those things that you already do um, because those things are already habit. Like we don't think twice about brushing my teeth every morning and every evening because that's just something that we do. So if you attach it to that and just go, right, I brush my teeth and then as soon as I brush my teeth, I collect a load of laundry and I put it in the in the washing machine, then you've got some, you've got it kicked off. You've got it going. That's, I think the habit stacking is, I read about that in, did you get that from Atomic Habits? Um, possibly. Um, I've read so many of I wanted to. Who knows? <laughs> well, I just wanted to mention the book in case people are interested in that. that but it's, uh, I think it's James Clear and it's Atomic Habits. But it's a whole book about this kind of stuff you're talking about where you, um, you habit stack. You take something you're already doing and you add to it. But it's a way of creating habits in your life that is just as, low hanging fruit as possible yeah. you know like like what you're talking about with everything don't go to the garage do something that's attainable you need you need a win and so this book it's it's got lots of different uh exercises and lots of different tips on how you can add new ta uh, new uh habits to your life and that well another thing i wanted to uh run by you was um this when you're talking about decluttering, I found this very interesting. You're also talking about like decluttering your uh, your social schedule, your calendar. And you may have said it in your uh, your new podcast. You have a new podcast out. <laughs> um, tell us the name of it. Tell us a little bit about it before I finish my question. Yeah, sure. It's called The Simple Joy Show. Um, and I released that just at the beginning of July. So there's only about three or four episodes um for you to to listen to but it's very much talking about decluttering your home decluttering your life simple changes and habits you can do to get started and maintain it and then also because it's the thing that drives me really talking a bit about the the whole mental health side of it and the benefits you can see from it so I'm coming at it from a very um uh I suppose a holistic um, element, and it's a great. I love it. I've listened to all of the episodes as soon as I got your newsletter that it was coming. I I raced over to Spotify and heard it. It's a great podcast. Um, and guys, if you like it, give it a review. <laughs> 
Uh, give it a good rating. And it's, I like it also because it's got your sweet voice and it's so calming too. You know? But um, you've mentioned the, like the, the social calendar decluttering your social calendar instead of just saying yes to everything, which I wanted to talk about because um, I think as, well, as humans, but women in particular, I feel that we just notice there's this constant pressure of feeling like we need to hurry and feeling like it's our job as a woman to feel stressed and rushed and to run the show and to make sure everyone else is taken care of and, um, and, and to just say yes to all things that come on our plate. And so I'm, I wanted to know, um, what thoughts or tips you have about this, this idea of, I've heard you say, I'm, I'm going to say yes to something if I want to do it. And if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I've found that very strong and freeing. Yeah. And I think it's about empowering yourself to, to make that choice because I think you can so easily fall into the habit um, of because you don't want to upset people do you you don't if someone asks you to go to something or asks you to take part in or join this committee to do this and particularly when your kids get into school and there's all these different clubs and activities and would you like to be part of it and you're like oh okay yeah I suppose I will and you don't want to let people down and it's very much about external expectations you you want people to see that you're helping out and and being part of it and that's perfectly fine I I love doing that I'm very um I, I love um taking part in my kids activities I chaperone for my kids dance school and things like that like it's not a case of not doing it. It's about being selective about the ones that you do choose to do and asking yourself if that person hadn't asked me to do it, would it be something that I would seek out to support and put my hand up and say, I'd love to be part of this. Can I please help? Um, and just really stepping out and asking yourself that question, because if it's not something that you enjoy, um, again, it becomes a chore. Um, and why are we filling up our time um, and our very precious time, which is a, a diminishing commodity, why are we spending it on things that we're not enjoying? And yeah, I'm not saying that every single thing in our calendar and our to-dos and everything like that needs to be something that you love. Certainly not. Um, but if you can reduce those things that drag on you, that make you feel drained and that make you feel as though you have no time to yourself and you're being pulled in different directions, then why wouldn't you? Um, and I suppose a tip to do with that is to really just look at your calendar um, and just see if there's anything that sticks out initially, like, oh, well, I don't really enjoy doing that at all. Um, and just experiment with perhaps removing the things. If it's something that it's just that you've committed yourself to, just take it out if your calendar just say right I'm going to try not doing this for a little bit so and then you'll find that quiet again and then you'll feel uh more at peace with yourself and then you'll have more to give to your life and enjoy your life more that's you've got so many great tips so many wonderful things we can actually begin to do in our life and you know I've I want to since I've got you on the call 
I want you to play tour guide for us, if you don't mind. Um, you live in England, yes. correct? Yes, I do. Okay, can you uh, tell us where uh, some of your favorite places are in England? If we were to come and visit for oh a week or two, where are some oh. must-sees in England? My goodness, mm-hmm. okay, so many. Um, I think when people think <laughs> of England, they automatically think of London. Um, so I'm not going to talk about London because um, that's an obvious one, I think. So for me, the um, the northeast of England, so my accent from where I'm from is from a place called Northumberland. So that is the first county below Scotland, basically. Um, and it is a beautiful part of the world. It's got lovely coastlines, lovely beaches, lots of old castles, um, lots of lovely country sidewalks, and it's just very quaint English, really, I would I would describe it as. Um, and then another place I love from a, a city point of view is uh, York. Um, so that is in Yorkshire. So that's probably about two hours south of Northumberland from where I'm from. Um, and it's a lovely, lovely city because it's very old. It's um I forget what a lot of the the buildings date back to, but there's a lovely cathedral. Um, There's a lovely street called the Shambles. Um, And if you Google the Shambles York, you'll see what it's like. But if you know Harry Potter, the films, it's uh, Diagon Alley was kind of um, modelled off the shambles in York and it's lots of really old shops that are just really rickety and wonky and um yeah they're just it, it's just lovely lovely city it's got a lovely um water, waterway running through it and it's just so picturesque it's like if I was if I was from a different country and I thought of England I would think of what York would look like um oh. <laughs> so there, there there was a probably met you like the northeast coastal region and York as a city um would be would be my picks oh thanks for sharing I always like to know where you know, someone who's from the country wants to go. Um, so uh, I have a couple questions for you, but before we get there, uh, is there anything else that you feel like you need to say or that you'd like to share with us? Um, I would say that just experiment with a little bit less in your life, really. I think we're so used to to being surrounded by stuff, it becomes normal. Um, So you might be listening thinking, oh, well, my home's not cluttered. I don't really need to to do anything about it but it's not necessarily the possessions in your home as I said it could be it could be anything it could be the relationships in your life it could be the things in your calendar and just have a little look around and think is there anything that is dragging on me is there anything that's making me feel less than less than me um and use that as a marker and if there is to me that is clutter um Clutter's not just the paper hanging around in your desk and things hiding in your cupboard. It's anything that makes you um, feel like you're less than. Um, so if there's anything like that in your life, just, and if you're not sure, grab a journal. I always say just grab a pen and have a little bit of a think. Um, and you might find some things that you you can just part with and say goodbye. And they might not be easy, but you'll you'll reap the benefits in the long run. Nice. And well, how can we find you? How can we um, 
learn about Simple Joy. Oh, and your business name is Simple Joy, which I absolutely <laughs> love as Make It Joy. Um, but how can, I know you have a Facebook group, which I think is very, it's a great group. You have lots of tips and support in there, but how can people find you? Um, yes. Yeah, so I've got a website, which is simplejoy.co.uk. I've got a lot of blogs on there. I've got a little shop um as well i've got my instagram is at hello simple joy my facebook group is the simple living society as you say i share a lot of videos and tips in there and the other one i mentioned before as well as my new podcast so that's the the simple joy show so listen to that wherever you listen to to podcasts and yeah give me a little follow on there as well if you like it <laughs> all right are you ready for your question yes let's go i'm ready all right so you've taken the uh what's your joy style quiz yes um what are you and what do you most resonate with I am a joy giver and as soon as I read it I was like yeah this is definitely me um because the thing that jumped out to me was it's in it the sentence was you truly put others first and genuinely care about the betterment and comfort of those around you and in the world and I think that that's why I do what I do really um is that I, I I've done what I needed to do to to get my my life and home clutter free but for me it's all about getting the message out there to other people and making sure that they understand that they can do exactly the same and we are in control of of things and I think you can potentially go a little bit too far by putting others first and you might forget mm. about yourself um, within that. And that's something that I've definitely had to balance over the years. But um, yeah, it, it completely resonated with me when I read that, particularly that sentence. It's very me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite simple luxury? Oh, fresh bedding. Love it. Fresh oh, bedding. bedding. Yeah, like yeah. Fresh yeah, like so when you've just laundered your yeah, yeah, bed sheets. And that's because I, in my previous life, I was, uh, well, I still do it. I, I do fragrance design. Um, so the smell of fresh bedding always makes me feel really comforted. And just the smoothness of the, the bedding on my skin. Love it. Oh, that's really, uh, it's very relaxing. It makes me want to go take yeah, a Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to so I a few years ago I think it was about 2008 or so um I went to Alberta in Canada and I went to Lake Louise and my goodness it was just beautiful because I'm a very I'm, I love nature I love mountains I love um lakes and and trees and and things like that and it was just absolutely stunning took my breath away at what time of year were you there? We went in fall um, and it just started with a little bit of snow. It was lovely. Mm. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, what is one of your big obstacles to joy? Um, it's probably going to be an obvious one based on what we've talked about. Um, it doesn't clutter. Um, it just, if, if, things start to feel cluttered around me I just feel like I can't relax very much so um as I said I live in a normal house with children clutter appears um fairly regularly but yeah so it's something that I do find that if uh, I'm able to sort it great perfect I've got those systems in place but um if they're for some reason I've got a couple of days and I need to wait for it I can feel it hanging on me for a little bit <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, what is a product, a ritual, or something that we need to know about that brings you joy? I would say it's just a little ritual that I've got is at the weekends um, with my little girls on Saturday night TV. Um, and we, no matter what we're, we're doing um, and where we are, we always make time to, to on a Saturday evening, get on the sofa, get our blankets, get our snacks, um, usually some um, some candy, um, and uh, sit and just snuggle up and either watch a film or some Saturday night TV. And as I say, no matter where we are or what we're doing, we'll make sure we do that. And that's like real quality um, time where we just have a little bit of a giggle and a laugh together. Um, and sometimes we play board games as well. And it's that, I, I take that as a precious a precious moment um because you, you can run around quite a lot during the week can't you but yeah marking this time where it's like we're not going to touch this this is ours and and that's really sweet i i love my daughter and i we have um <laughs> since she was little snug milk where we'll get under the covers oh. and we'll have a cookie and some milk and we'll watch a show and just snug <laughs> oh, um okay what do you love about being a woman I think this was one I struggled to answer with and I think for me it's having quite a nurturing nature um and I think I'm, I mean it's not completely um something that just women have obviously men can have a nurturing and empathetic nature as well but I think it comes more naturally to to, to females in general I mean we're, we're mothers and and caring for our children and it's just having that empathy towards people and situations and I suppose thinking um about how you can care for other people and that that for me is something that I, I really relish in in, in being a, a woman and I and I take full advantage of having those qualities and and try to do as much as possible as I can with them. Mm. And in three words, what is the meaning of life? I would say freedom, adventure, and kindness. So freedom for you to choose whatever you want to do. Adventure just being the this there's a whole world out there that we we can explore and experiences and memory making and that that's all we have at the end of the day is those memories. So go out and have adventure and whatever you do just do it with kindness i love that that's great um uh, what prayer or blessing or wish would you like to give to the people who are listening right now i would say that i wish for those of you listening to just be able to experience the amazing impact that letting go of things feels like anything that no longer serves you just letting that go and feeling the benefits of it and I just hope that you find the courage to let go of any attachments that you've got whether those are physical or emotional and as I say just anything that's holding you back and no longer serving you let them free let them go. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us and all of your wise words. No problem thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Guys, are you ready for a nap? 
Is it time for night-night now? Was that just such a pleasant, is that such a pleasant episode or what? I really, I really enjoyed Haley a bunch. Um, just a very, very sweet, uh, thoughtful person. And um, she has some goodies for you. Check your show notes. She has a free workbook and workshop for you. And you can check her out at simplejoy.co.uk. And uh, her website's uh, very pretty. And she's available for work if you'd like to be with her. And uh, I am Caroline Music. You can find me at makeitjoy.com. I offer private virtual coaching to help you find more joy, purpose, and passion in your life. And I, I'm so grateful that you've spent this time with me. I hope it's been, I hope it's been meaningful. I hope you've enjoyed yourself, and I hope that you are um, taking steps toward enjoying your life more and more every day. The more we spend time together. Oh, and tomorrow is our very last day of launch week. I hope that you will join me. Um, we have another great episode with another interesting gal and uh, lots of juicy tidbits that you can take and apply to your own life. So a big thank you to Haley and a big thank you to you. I hope that you feel supported and loved when you are here with me because you are supported and loved. Okay, wishing you well the rest of the day. See you tomorrow. Okay, gang, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support. Please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people. And I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you. Enjoy your life. And go make it joy. I'll see you next time. Thank you.